a reading from Numbers. From Mount Hor, the Israelites set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people became impatient on the way. The people spoke against God and against Moses. We have you, you have brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness, for there is no food and no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent poisonous serpents among the people, and they bit the people so that many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord to take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said to Moses, Making a poisonous serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten shall look at it and live. So Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it upon a pole. And whenever a serpent bit someone, the person would look at the serpent of bronze and live. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world and the people love the darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light so that they may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You know, I gotta admit, I don't think I noticed it before. I mean, and for me that's tough. Uh, I mean, I take great um, detail and great pride in recognizing architectural features. I mean, I spent 30 plus years building buildings and came to appreciate those nuances of architecture that were stuck into buildings. But yet, as I've been here, well, it's been a little over a year, and I've driven by this church for years either way, I, don't, I can't say that I ever really noticed that cross that's up in that front window. In fact, until it was illuminated and it stood out at night, did I really see it? But you know, it's one of those things, once you see it, you don't unsee it. Because now, day or night, it jumps out at me. I'll leave that for just a moment. And I'm gonna go back, oh, way back, to that book of Numbers, that odd book of Numbers. There's some really strange story in the book of Numbers. But the one thing that stands out of Numbers of how is how the people that have been rescued from slavery 
and have been taken by miraculous paths by God to head towards freedom and are now being fed by the hand of God miraculously by the appearance of manna. They continued to mumble and grumble and moan and complain endlessly about their situations. And in this passage that we read this morning, they say again, wow, what is it? You brought us out of the wilderness to just let us die? Well, you know, they're in the wilderness for the, because of their own doubts, because of their own lack of faith. Because earlier when God had uh, Moses sent some scouts to the promised land, many of the scouts came back and said, oh no, those people are real, fe real fierce. We'll never be able to take that land. And because the people didn't believe, God kept them in the wilderness. And then they complained that they were starving. You have to remember, when they left Egypt, they left with all their animals. I mean, that was one of the notes of the Pharaoh. Pharaoh said, you can leave, but you got to leave your livestock behind. They said, no, they left with all their animals, with all their livestock. And they also left with gold. They went around to all the houses of people that they knew and borrowed gold. And they left with all the treasures of Egypt. But it's been long enough now that the animals have been slaughtered and eaten. And the gold has been traded for supplies. And now they are purely dependent on God and on manna. But yet they complain. We have no food. We're thirsty. And we're tired of manna. Manna, manna, manna. Every day manna. I'm sick of manna. And I kind of understand that because if I was, it doesn't matter how good it was. If I had to eat it every day, I'd get bored with it because I really like variety. So they complained and on came the serpents. And they realized when the serpents came and they started getting bit and dying that, oops, we have sinned against God. And they went to Moses, talked to God. So God tells Moses to make a serpent and to hold it up. And if people are bitten, to look upon that serpent and they will live. And there's wisdom in this because the first part of overcoming any difficult situation, the first part of solving the problem is recognizing what the problem is and our part in the problem. Go to the 12 steps, the very first thing is recognizing you can't stop, whether it's drugs or alcohol or eating or whatever is the compulsion that is dry pulling your life down. The first step is recognizing the problem. So by Moses holding up the serpent, the people are recognizing their cause and their part of the problem. And by recognizing their problem, and they're part of the problem, what they've done to bring the problem upon themselves, they are healed. Let's go back to that lit cross. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. The very basis of our faith is the forgiveness of God that comes through the sacrifice of God's self through God's Son on the cross, that that has been done so that we are washed clean and free to be in a relationship with God. And we can say this intellectually over and over again, 
But until the light bulb goes off and we truly recognize that it is our brokenness, that it is our sinfulness, if it, it's our consistent desire to turn away from God and depend upon our own selves, depend upon our own abilities, is what gets us in trouble. But once that light goes on and that cross is lit up, well, you recognize the importance of that faith and that trust in that gift of grace from God that was so poignantly put up on the cross for us to remember. That it is through this cross and this forgiveness that we move on. So those times that you're feeling lost and broken and down, gaze upon that cross. Let the light go off. Recognize your part of it. And then hear and feel and live in that forgiveness of grace. Amen.